Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello, and welcome to this EM360 podcast. I'm Scott Taylor, the Data Whisperer, and I'm delighted to be your host for this podcast series. I'm Principal Consultant at MetaMeta Consulting. We help organizations tell their data story by reinforcing the strategic value of proper data management. In today's episode, I'm joined by Robert Hodges, CEO at Altinity, and we're going to be discussing ClickHouse, an SQL data warehouse that is the first open source data warehouse that can compete with the major players. We'll be looking at the benefit it brings to an organization and how they can use it effectively. Hello, Robert. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Scott. It's great to be here. Let's start right off with the conversation around what is ClickHouse? What's the history, the background for any of those non-tech nerds out there who aren't reading Hacker News every day? What's ClickHouse all about? Well, ClickHouse is a SQL data warehouse, and this is a kind of database that is designed to read very, very large amounts of data and answer questions on that data very quickly. It's a branch of databases that started to develop several decades ago, back in the 80s with products like Teradata. And ClickHouse is a new entrant in the market that is open source. It was originally developed at Yandex, which is a large technology company in Russia. And they used it to drive their product called Metrica, which is kind of like Google Analytics. And so it was able to ask very, very fast questions or, or get very, very fast responses on large amounts of data about people's websites and allow them to you know, ask different combinations of questions, look at it at different timescales. To make a long story short, they developed this application, ran it internally for eight years, it turned out to be so useful that they used it for a bunch of different things, uh, different use cases, and then in 2016, they finally open-sourced it. And since this time, it has grown to be one of the most popular database projects on GitHub. It has hundreds of contributors every year and tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of users. Zowie, so a really powerful platform out there that a lot of folks are are using as well. Um, we talked earlier, I, I'd love for you to explore this notion of, of real-time business. What do you see going on there? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great question. What ClickHouse is doing, and this is, it is a, what we call a real-time data warehouse. So it is designed to answer questions on large data sets extremely quickly. And by very quickly, I mean that if a human is asking the question, we can get a an answer back in a second or less, even if that answer requires us to run a query that could have to look over actually trillions of rows of data. And there's an even faster version of this where we may have software, for example, that's controlling websites that may actually need to refer to this data while it's rendering pages. In that case, we want to be able to give people an answer back in, in 10 milliseconds. So what this is doing and the the need that it's fulfilling is that there is now an emerging trend in business where people need to react to things in the outside world in real time. So be able to have that data go into the database, ask questions about it, learn about it, react to it. 
and at the same time, be able to explore the data interactively so that if, as soon as a question pops into your head, you can get an immediate answer to it. So this is, this is real-time business, and it's actually creating completely new, not just better uh, businesses, but businesses that previously didn't exist that are able to leverage these very, very large quantities of data that we see in the world today. I can imagine it does a lot for the typical customer experience, anybody interacting with that site or that service to be able to get that response time so quickly. Absolutely. So, for example, just just to uh, take one of the early examples in the United States, Cloudflare, which is a very, very large internet provider that uh, protects websites, has a dashboard that every single user of Cloudflare can access. That dashboard shows all the traffic on their website. It renders in uh, a second or less. And the reason that it's able to do that is it's actually feeding off data in ClickHouse clusters, which are in turn able to you know, add, re- respond to the questions to, to populate the graphs and the, and the dials and things that you see in the dashboard in a very short period of time. Let's move now to what you do in the space. Talk about your model at Altinity and your approach to enabling real-time business and how that might be different from what most people expect from an as-a-service offering. Sure. What we do is we enable people to build real-time analytic applications. So you have a business that needs to you know, sort of track events in the real world, be able to respond to them in close to real time, be able to think of questions and and dig into the data. So what we do is enable people to build the applications that serve those needs. So in the traditional, and in fact, what's happening in the cloud today is a lot of people are, are offering cloud services that provide pieces of the technology that can do this. What we do is, we provide the know-how as well as the software as well as the cloud services that are necessary to build the entire application. So we it's not just pop up a menu, punch a few buttons, and a database pops up, and then you're left to your own devices. What we do is we combine that with support. We combine that with training. Uh, we combine that with other types of software and and help people integrate so that they can actually build the application that will really enable real-time business. This is quite different from the major cloud providers, and it's actually quite different from most of our competition in the market. What do you think, when we just think about open source in general, what do you think are the general benefits of open source from a data perspective? Well, it's if you look at open source just as a provider and, and sort of a fountain of technology, the effect over the last 20 years has been profound. So most of the, or not perhaps, um, maybe not most, but many of the major innovations in the area of data, which include uh, relational databases like MySQL and Postgres, they include machine learning, uh, things like PyTorch, for example, um, as well as analytic databases and, and data science. These are all being driven off open source projects. And what open source allows open source allows two things it allows a bunch of people to work together efficiently on problems and and so this allows products to evolve very very quickly in response to real problems take clickhouse as an example we're going to have between 3 and 400 people 
will actually contribute code to ClickHouse this year. This is an enormous number of people, and they're coming from all over the world. In every case, when they're putting in these changes, they're actually solving some problem that they have and need to and, and need to need to fix. So, so open source allows people to, you know, to sort of join together and solve these problems almost through crowd. You might call it crowdsourcing. The second thing that open source does is it then enables these solutions to become accessible to a very, very wide audience. So ClickHouse is open source. Anyone can download it on a laptop. It takes about 60 seconds to download and start if you if you have a decent network connection. So it effectively puts this powerful technology into the hands of potentially every single developer on the planet. Two great benefits there. Crowdsourcing, obviously getting the wisdom of, of all those interactions and everybody working on this platform as well as that accessibility are definitely some cornerstones of what open source brings to to the marketplace. Yeah, it's sort of um it creates this enormous opportunity and the as I say, I mean the obviously the canonical example of successful open source is the Linux operating system which has thousands of developers that participate in every release. But data services is not far behind. Uh, the scale of these projects, you know, with hundreds of contributors per year, um, and and then the sort of the enormous um, number of features that can be, you know, put in the product and the rapid evolution that this enables is really important. There is a flip side to this, of course, that open source tends to be kind of rough around the edges in the base projects. Because people are just putting things in to solve problems, um, it's not necessarily all fully documented. If you're using it, you're you need to. If you're using it just straight from the source, you're going to need to do a lot of exploration. You're going to need to teach yourself. You're going to need to potentially um, fix things which don't quite meet your own needs. So, at the same time that this is a very powerful mechanism for developing technology, you also need providers who manage it for you for example, run it, or are able to help you integrate with other things that are important for building applications, who teach you about it, who provide documentation. That's where that's really the role of our company and, and how we interact with open source and make it productive for our users. So you're really there to help them through understanding how to best leverage a lot of this technology. Absolutely. And the, the idea is that the people that are using this tend to be developers our goal is to make those developers productive so that they can develop these real-time analytic applications without becoming experts, sort of acquiring deep knowledge in the underlying technology. It's not that knowledge is bad. It's that it tends to divert you from the real problem, which is you want to build something cool for your users, something that makes their lives better, that fundamentally changes the way that they view the world or the way that their business works. They need to focus on that. And having to stop and learn the internals of some database or hire people, you know, new people that are experts in it just so that they can get an application built, that that pulls them off center and delays them and also leads to them you know, causes lack of focus. So what we enable people to do is focus on building the app while we take care of the underlying infrastructure. Super. Now, can you walk us through the data journey and how this will be beneficial from an access and management perspective for the teams that you serve? Sure. Um, I think the simplest way to look at this is how do people actually go about developing these applications? And one of the things that's really important today is that these projects often, in fact, the most innovative projects tend to be driven by developers. 
it's there may be a product manager out there, there may be some business person, but fundamentally it's it's driven by somebody who is exploring new technology and then seeking to use that to serve new to to achieve new business purposes. That's basically a technical person and often somebody who is already steeped in the particular um, vertical industry that they're serving, understanding what users need, and then trying to connect it with appropriate technology. So often when we work with with customers, they've actually already explored ClickHouse or similar databases. And they come to us and they say, hey, we've got this. It looks like it's this is thought-provoking technology. We've maybe loaded a little bit of data into it. We've read a lot about it. And we see that this looks like it has the performance and the efficiency and the and the cost that we're looking for for this new solution. Can you help us bring this to market? So what we'll do then is we'll often engage with a customer through a proof of concept where what we will do, that's an initial engagement where we may put them up in the, we may, they may be operating in the cloud, they may be operating in their own environments, but what we'll do is walk them through understanding in detail their application requirements and then figuring out how to, how to prove it out and build something that's actually going to be a design that they can go ahead and implement and deploy. So that first step is really important because these technologies, like well, like a lot of technologies, ClickHouse and related databases are very powerful, but you also have to use them appropriately to, to make them run fast and, and, and to be efficient. So we help people get over that hurdle. The next thing is then, hey, how am I going to operate this? So am I going to be running it myself? In which case, what I'm going to need is I'm just going to need support and you know, sort of figure out how that's going to work so that somebody's there backing me up 24 by 7 if something happens. So we we fulfill that role. Or if they're running in the cloud, we can, we not only do the support, but we actually run the uh, run the system for them. If you look at the way that these projects work, the, the, um, the best model for us is that, and for our customers, is that we'll have things like shared Slack channels that allow us to have very interactive conversations with people. So for example, there was one customer where we got them from inception on the project to the time that they actually went production was about two months. We worked intensively with them, primarily on shared Slack channels they were running in our cloud. And there was one case where a question popped up where I counted 89 replies to that question before we ran the the problem that they were seeing to ground. So that level of close interaction where where our folks actually almost join the team and become part of the the effort to get the application designed, implemented, and deployed, that's a really, really important part of helping people get these applications out and bringing value to their businesses. And that's what we focus on, is to you know, provide the technology, but also to provide the knowledge and get it plugged into their applications as efficiently as possible. And that's a wonderful concept. That's idea of almost an extended team that you're there, that they can depend on you, that they're out there. If they need 89 answers to a question, you're there ready to serve them. Exactly. And in fact, everybody's complaining about how hard it is to hire. Well, I have news for you. It's always been hard to hire for this kind of position. And that's exactly the that's exactly why we are not just base technology. We're also people that help people use it, that, that help our users utilize that technology effectively because they don't want to stop and have to hire people. 
they might not even be able to find them. That's our job, actually, is to have those people available, make them part of the crew, and and ensure that they that our users are covered from here on out, no matter how long they run the application or where they run it. Thinking about the kinds of enterprises that might leverage your services and as well as ClickHouse, how can this be utilized for all sizes of organizations? So if you think about the small data startups right up to your big classic disruptors like eBay and Uber. Yeah, there's there's such a wonderful range of applications that this is useful for. Let's uh, let's do this at a couple there's a couple different levels and and ways to think about this. For startups, one of the things that's really important about open source is it enables startups who haven't necessarily even received any funding to build a relatively sophisticated application just using technology that they can download from the internet. So that's actually one of the patterns that we see in in our users, that these are people who whose business may have started as a side project between, you know, a couple of founders, put together an application, for example, to um, do analytics on blockchain transactions. That is a typical example of where this, this kind of technology can be used. They'll put that together entirely, even... <clears throat> Excuse me. They'll put that together, for example, even on their laptops. They might not even run it in the cloud. And the idea is that they can vet the application, ensure that all the parts fit together, ensure that it delivers value. And then at that point, they have something that they can show to a venture capitalist or other source of funding, perhaps in-house um, in a large corporation, and then get the necessary resources to, to, to build an actual product. So that's a really common way that um, that, that we see people entering this field. And in that case, they're often building entirely new businesses. And, and we can get, provide some examples of those in a bit. But then at the other end, we have very, very large SaaS vendors who are often built heavily on open source. And in this particular case, what they'll do is they already have open source stacks available. They may be using open source databases of different kinds. What they're doing is then slotting in ClickHouse to provide built-in applications for, or built-in analytics for existing applications. This is actually a really important trend in applications today. First of all, that they're running online as software as a service. And second, that it's not just doing transactional things like taking orders on a website. It's increasingly providing the end users with analytics about those transactions. So to go from, you know, to use the website example, not just how much did people purchase and what did they purchase, but what was the journey that they took through the website until they got to the page where they actually paid for the, for the items that they bought. That kind of analytics is critical to understanding how people are using your, uh, your products and how you can optimize them and make them better. So we see people at both ends of the spectrum doing this. Uh, sort of adding to existing applications, often very large ones, or at the at the other end, tiny startups that have new ideas and are actually building entirely new businesses, often where analytics is a major part of the value that they're offering. I'd love to hear more about some of those examples you mentioned uh, on the startup side, if you wish. Yeah, I'd be glad to give some. I think one of the best examples that I can think of is content delivery networks. So. 
there's a range of ways that technologies like ClickHouse, these real-time uh, SQL data warehouses, can fit in and 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 build enormous value. I'll give you a simple example. We have a customer called GraphCDN, and what they do is they provide a content delivery for what are called GraphQL interfaces. This is a kind of public interface that that tends to be internet-facing that allows users, it gives them a simple language that they can actually do queries on raw data that lives in back-end servers uh, that's up in the cloud service. So that's great. You can build these systems, but one of the big problems is to actually make those queries deliver fast responses. And so what GraphCDN does is they have a content delivery network that pre-positions the answers to the most common queries out at the edge so that it's actually close to the users who are asking these questions on the internet. So imagine your backend servers are running in the air in, in San Jose, but you've actually got users, uh, for example, in Paris. They don't want to wait, wait for results to bounce back from San Jose. If they're asking a question that they already know about, they'd actually like to pick up a result, a result that's served up from a data center in France. So to make a long story short, what GraphCDN does is they build that network, that content delivery network, that first of all can handle this, uh, this type of pre-positioning of results or caching, if you will. But second and more important, they actually have analytics so that you can show that you can actually measure the effect of this caching and then make policy changes. For example, saying, hey, when you see this type of query, please cache it or, or you know, refresh it at a certain interval. And then what you can immediately see as people hit the, uh, you know, as, as people hit the, you know, sort of ask these questions, you can then immediately see the performance boost. And so, for example, you can use their graphics to see, hey, when I made this change, that just reduced the the query response time for this end user by 95%. So you're not you're no longer making these changes blindly. You're actually able to make the changes, see the result, and see that result in real time. This is an entirely new type of business. The fact that we can combine some useful, you know, solution to a problem like caching in a content delivery network with analytics that show in real time how well that solution is working and also allow you to optimize it. Nice. And can you talk about some some, some other use cases that help uh, paint the picture for this offering? Yeah. So, in fact, the, the CDN one goes on for, you know, for you could go on for hours on it because there are many, many other uh, interesting ways that this, uh, this can be used. Another really important area is um, uh, financial applications. So, one of our customers built a really interesting application that allows individual traders to see not only to see real time market data, but to actually build their own analyses of that data that start with real time events and then look back into the history, for example, of particular patterns of trades, particular um, the history of values of different asset classes, and develop custom strategies for their own trading. And this is enabled by having this, this data warehouse that not only has the real-time data so that they see the market, they, they see changes in the market that are literally up to the second, but having seen a particular change, they can then reach back and see, for example, the entire history of a particular asset and the different trades that were made on it. This is all enabled by ClickHouse and real-time uh, SQL data warehouses. Another example, and I think this is one of the, uh, the coolest ones that I've seen, 
is there is a a customer that um, that we worked with for a number of years called Admiral, and what they do is they uh, have software that enables people to manage relationships with website visitors in real time. And what that means is you've often had the experience, perhaps, that you're visiting a website, a new one, and maybe you have an ad blocker. Well, what you'll notice is you'll go for maybe 10 pages or 15 pages or some number of, you know, some number amount of time on the website. And after a while, a little screen pops up and said, hey, wouldn't you like to just go ahead and, you know, take away the ad blocker? And also, would you like to subscribe? Because, hey, looks like you're interested in what we're doing. What's going on in the background is that as you're traversing that site, every time you hit a page, a record is going back into a data warehouse. And then as you hit additional pages, a query goes back to say, hey, what's the history? How many times have you hit this page or what's the sequence of pages you've hit? And at some point that, you know, that based on that answer, the application decides to show this pop-up. The thing that enables this is you have, again, this data warehouse, which can receive data in real time and then can give you an answer back about what your trail is through the website in 10 milliseconds. This, is, this enables a business which simply wouldn't exist without this type of, this type of real-time SQL data warehouse. It's a really, and, and, and there's, there are many other applications, but I think this one for me illustrates best the way that these applications enable this new kind of what I call real-time, uh, real-time business. Right. And I, I love that concept, that whole idea of real-time business. I mean, do you find that there are any particular sectors that are more focused on that than others? Or Well, you know what's interesting is, so the content delivery networks I mentioned, so, you know, anybody who's running an event, we've all become very experienced in these over the last two years. You have events which are happening on the web, and maybe it's, you know, something like the American Super Bowl. People are downloading and participating in it. You need to control what's going on in real time. So, and in fact, this is another application which is managed by ClickHouse, a company called Mux. That's a great example. Financial services have always been very, very focused on real-time processing, but this is enabling real-time processing to be brought to a new level where in the, uh, for, you know, for example, where individual traders can perform their own analyses and build these systems themselves. Marketing is increasingly driven uh, by real-time behavior of people. So, you know, sort of going across websites. Another area is just, there's a huge amount of software running in the world and it generates logs saying, hey, how's the, how's this service doing? And you can get millions or billions or even trillions of records coming out of these logs. Well, when something happens to that that service and it's, for example, getting errors, you need to dig into those logs quickly to see what's going on. So again, this is something that we enable and and that our users, many of our users do. Final area is security. Something bad happens, you want to know fast. And often this requires you to, to receive and analyze data coming from hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of locations, trillions of records. And then once that security issue has arisen, you not only want to see what's happening in real time, but you then want to reach back into the history and understand how it evolved. And sometimes, and security is a great example, where you don't just want the real-time events, you may actually want to see, be able to link what you're seeing in real time with events that go all the way back to the beginning of time for your systems. 
So these are all examples of how real-time businesses are emerging. And I think as we go forward, we're going to see many more of these because people will learn from, from what have already been done in these use cases and then figure out ways to apply them to their own businesses. As every type of enterprise goes to be more digitally transformed, it feels like this sort of capability is going to be table stakes. It's going to be table stakes. I think in content delivery networks, and just to, I keep citing that example, but it's one where I think this, where this technology has just had a profound influence. What we have found is that just about every large content delivery network is either already using ClickHouse or is experimenting with it. We used to call this dark usage because people would never talk about it. But then we would get in-house, you know, with a company like, you know, Comcast, for example. Uh, you, you know, they do do a lot of content delivery management. And what you what you find is that, yes, under the covers there at Comcast, they are using this technology. Uh, you pick anybody else who's delivering software, delivering movies, this technology is, they're using it to steer their business. So it's, it's a really interesting trend, and I think it will just continue as as more and more businesses realize that they can they can benefit from this flood of data that their applications are generating to to serve their users better and to solve new problems. Feels like it's hidden in plain sight in a lot of places if they're already it is. finding that it's being used so many places. Right? Yeah, it is, and you know what's interesting is I think this technology is is one of the reasons that. We didn't hear about it as much as you would expect for something that is is this important a change in IT is a lot of people use it regarded as a secret weapon. And I've actually seen this in VC presentations that they talk about, there are startups that talk about their analytics as their secret weapon, and they actually don't want to discuss the technology that they're using. That's great for them. We, you know, we wish them well, but it also, it also means that we have to do a little bit more work to market this, this, uh, this new approach and the new technologies that enable it. Right. So opening this up and being able to to have other folks kind of get this secret weapon. You know, you mentioned developers a few times. So is that your best persona at an enterprise? What's your ideal conversation like? I think it really is developers. And so at enterprises, it's people who are looking to analyze and utilize and take advantage of new technologies to enable new types of businesses or to make existing businesses work better. This is fundamentally developer-driven. So. Yes, you can have a and 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 I think that it's it's useful to contrast this with the way that analytics were previously used. It used to be these were relatively static applications that maybe were running reports on support cases or something like that so that executives could, you know, get something every couple of weeks to to enable them to see where the business was going. With real-time business, it's completely different. It's attaching, it's it's attaching to the flows of data that your gener- your application is generating, and turning that into actionable insights through visualization or through notifications or through other mechanisms that your users can then just grab and 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 act on. And this is something that really requires people who are to, to do this effectively. It's something that requires understanding of the technology and also the ability to attach technology to specific business use cases. This is developers. So enterprise architects, people who are looking at new technology, individual developers who just have some wild idea, and of course, 
all those people doing side projects that then turn into startups, these are all people for whom this, this technology is ideal. And these are the people that we end up talking to and helping uh, as, they, as they develop these systems and, and change their businesses. Well, great stuff here, Robert. We're out of time, but I certainly learned a lot today about uh, what you do and how, and how you go about it and some of these interesting platforms. So thank you so much for, for joining us. You're welcome, Scott. Thank you so much for the questions. It was really fun being here. Well, great. I want to thank everybody for uh, listening to this episode about ClickHouse and thank our listeners for joining on this episode. If you're looking for more information, make sure you head over to altenity.com to find out more. This is Scott Taylor, The Data Whisperer, and for the folks at EM360 and, and Altenity, thanks for listening.